Okay, we're, yeah, we're about eight lines up or so. The Gemara says, the, the issue now is we're saying, remember the issue is Kli Betol Kli, that we said for Truma, we can uh, be Tovel a Kli inside another Kli. Um, and we pointed out that we're not worried about Ameha Aretz because Ameha Aretz, um, anyways, they're not uh, they're not so careful. So it's not really going to make much of a difference. The Gemara says, no, it can make a difference though, because the Gemara says, but shouldn't we be worried about borrowing? That a Chaver, somebody who is careful about keeping all these things Tahor, might borrow a Kli from. Um, my borrow a kli from the Amha Aretz, and then the Chaver is going to be using the inappropriate kli. So Gemara now wants to show that there's evidence that we assume the Chaverim borrow Kalim from Amha Aretz. Okay, and that's going to take a little while, and then we'll get to that. Okay, it says like this. The um, we learned in a Mishnah idiot. Kli Cheres Matzil Al Hakol. The, an earthenware vessel saves from everything. What it means it saves is in two different elements. One is that if you have a sealed klicheres, so even if it's in the same room as a, a corpse, okay, which is tamay mate, uh, for other kelim, anything that's inside the kli becomes tamay. The klicheres, if it's sealed up, things that are inside the kli are tahor. Okay, that's what is an interesting scenario, which we'll see more of, is that if let's say you have two floors, okay, a first floor, and the second floor is like, um, you know like those attics where you have like the ladder kind of, you know, like there's like a hole in the roof? So imagine that we have a hole in the roof, so tumma will spread, uh, tumma to oh hell, will spread through the hole to the second floor if you have a corpse in the first floor. What if you have a klicheres plugging up the hole? Plugging up the hole. So klicheres is matzil. It blocks the tumma. The klicheres is like the superhero. It blocks the tumma, and whatever goes on on top in the second floor doesn't uh, isn't affected by the tumma. Okay. So that's divrei bet hillel. That's bet hillel's statement. Beishami omrim eno matzil ella alochim ve'amashkim ve'alklicheres. Beishami says no. It only protects food, drink, and other earthenware vessels. Okay, but other things not. Other things not. Okay. Now, Amr Laham Bethil of Beshamay, Bethil says Beshamay. No, Bichlau. I mean, it could be inside it, or or if it's blocking the second floor. Amr Bethil of Beshamay. Why? Like, why do you say this? Like, it's very Machmir. Amr Bethil Tamei Agabe Am Haaretz. The Inkli Tamei, sorry, Agabe Am Haaretz. So he says as follows. Um, hold on one second. So Beshamay says to him, uh, like this. Um, let's my place for a second. Meaning, uh, they're worried about that. Bashan was saying it's Tamei because it came into contact with the Amharis. Meaning, we're worried about the Amharis's contact with that Kli, and that's why we're not going to allow it to be, uh, to be uh, what's it called? Uh, blocking. So Gemara says, And a Kli Tamei is not Chotzeitz. So the assumption is we're worried about the Kli itself being, having been in contact with the Amaretz, meaning the Kli itself would be Tamei. The whole rule that we just said that the Kli Cheres can save everything only applies if the Kli itself is Tahor. If the Kli itself is Tamei, it doesn't help at all. And therefore, Beit Shammah says, we're worried. So Amalem bin Hillel, Baloti Artem Ochlin Mashkin Hillel says, yeah, but that doesn't make any sense, though, because I understand if you're concerned about the Kli being Tamei, that's reasonable. But if, if the Kli itself is Tamei, why are you allowing the Ochlin Mashkin that are inside the Kli, or in the second floor, whatever the circumstance is, to be Tahor? So Amr Lahem Beit Shammai, 
They said, Shati Harnu, Ochlimu Mashkinu, Shabitochon, turn the page, Lats Moti Harnu. Okay? That when we uh, said that the Ochlimu Mashkinu inside are pure, we meant Lats Mo. It's only for himself, the Amma Aritz himself, then they're allowed to use it. Aval, Nitaher, et Akhlushetiharto, Lacha, Velo. But can we possibly. Um, itself, uh, uh, both for you and for him, both for you and for him. Meaning, the, the concern is, and you see here the concern that Beishama is saying, even Beishama is Chumrah, they say we're going to be Machmir, we're going to say it like this, we're going to be Machmir about the Kli. But we're not going to be so Machmir for the Amharis himself, we're only going to be Machmir in the realm that is relevant for the Chaver. So we're saying again, the Ochlimu Mashkin that's inside the Kli, okay, so for the, for the Amharis himself, uh, what are you going to do? The guy's not so Machmir anyway, so we'll say it's Tahor, it doesn't really matter. What's the point of being concerned about the Kli itself? Because of the Chaber. Well, why would the Chaber be relevant to it? Ah, the Chaber is relevant because he could borrow the Kli. He might borrow the Kli. Okay? Okay. Tanya, so we learn a Braita. We learn a Braita as follows. Okay. Am Rabbi Yeshua, Boshni Midibrechem Beishamai. Rabbi Yeshua said to, to Beishamai, I'm embarrassed by your words. I'm ashamed. Now, just is a possible you could have a woman who is kneading dough in an areva, like a trough or a bowl or something like that, and the woman and the areva are both tame. Let's imagine that she's on like the second floor of this uh, uh, building with the klicheres like plugging the hole, right? So they could be tame shiva, right? So the tame maids. Ubatzeik tahor, and the dough itself is tahor. It's kind of a bizarre reality. Like the woman's kneading the dough, and you're saying she's tame, and the dough is, is, is tahor. Logim malei mashkin. You have these login. A log is a measurement of uh, of liquid. So the, I think also the the container itself. That's the size of the log. It's called a log, right? So it's full of liquid. Login tame tumachivah mashkin tahorin. I understand the login themselves. That the kli itself is tame seven days because it's too much made. And and the and the liquid inside of it tahor it doesn't make any sense. I'm ashamed of you, Beishami. It doesn't make any sense at all. So Shammai came and addressed this uh, Rabbi Yeshua. He said, "Hello." Uh, he said to him, uh, Omer lach, Omer shal He said, I'll tell you the reason for Beishamai. So, Amar lo, Amor. So he said to him, all right, say it. So, Amar lo, Kli tamei chotzeiz or enu chotzeiz? So, let's, let's start with the following question. Is a Kli tamei, is it a chotzeiz or not a chotzeiz? And this guy's chotzeiz is a good thing, but it's got blocked the Duma. Does it block the Duma or doesn't block the Duma? Amar lo, enu chotzeiz. It doesn't block the Duma. That's what he said. Kli shal amaris, tamei tohor. Wait, let's clarify. Is a Kli of an am tamei tohor? How do we assume? Amalo Tamei. This is Tamei. Ah. Hey. Hold on a second, says that is this Talmud. If you tell the Amha Aris that his Kli is Tamei, he's going to listen to you. Hey, does he care? Oh, not only that. It's not only that, but if you tell him it's Tamei, Omer Lacha, he'll say to you, Shalit Tahor Bishok. A very childish response to say, Mine's Tahor, yours is Tamei. Right? Like, he's like, I have no he doesn't care about you. And that's the reasoning of Bechamai. What do you mean, Beishamai? It means that's the reason. The idea is that Beishamai essentially is saying that uh, you can't, uh, telling, uh, uh, telling a, a, an Amha Aretz that his stuff is going to be Tamei is not reasonable because he's not really going to want to listen to you. So it's not worth saying things that he's not going to hear. So, for example, telling about the food, Hirashi explains this way that telling about the food, that's not going to be helpful because he's not going to listen to you anyways. 
fine. He's going to eat the food. It's fine. But that's because food doesn't really have an option of becoming tahor in a simple way. But a kli, a kli, if it's not kli cheres, has an option. You can just put it in the mikvah. You can just put it in the mikvah. So maybe the maybe the amharis would be more willing to listen to the amha, to the uh, to the instruction that is tamei uh, for that uh, in, in that regard. In that regard, so we can say it's tamei. I think Tosa says a little differently. That's more fair. That right, like from the Amaris' perspective, he's not going to listen to you. But it's worth it saying that the Kli is Tamei because the Chaver, who is going to borrow the Kli potentially, should be aware that it's uh, that it's Tamei. But telling the Amaris that his food is, is Tamei, that's not going to help. He's not going to listen to you anyways. It's not worth your breath. Okay? So that's the reason. So Beit Shammah's Chumar actually makes a lot of sense now. Either because, uh, how we understand it, either because Be- the, the, uh, the Amaris himself will listen for Kelim and Habad and Mikvah, or because of the Chaber who wants to borrow the thing. So immediately Rabbi Shua regretted what he had done by saying, I'm ashamed of you, and he uh, prostrated himself on the graves of Beit Shammah. He says, I've been like, I've responded to you, the bones of Beit Shammah. I, I, I feel really bad. Umas tumot shalachem kach. And this is the case when it comes to your stumot, your sealed statements, and the statements that like, I basically like fail to understand, and it has such good explanation. But for Rashot alachakam of Gama, the explicit, the, the more explained, uh, you know, clear understatements that you've made, all the more so how great are these statements. And that's you as, as I guess I always knew you were Tom and Chalakam, but now I really respect that much more. Amru, and then people said, of a kama, uh, yeah. Amru, they said, Ko yamav They said that all his days, Rabbi Shua's teeth became black because of all his fasting. I guess fasting causes your teeth to go black? I don't know, but I guess he was fasting over the, in, in, as, as a form of repentance to, uh, to, you know, plead with Beit Shammai to accept his, uh, apology. So fun. Anyhow, after all that, Katani Mihad, nonetheless, it said, Lechavalo. Remember the second, on the second line from the top, it says, Lechavalo. For you and for him. The fact that Beisham has said, Lechavalo, meaning his explanation is that he's worried, the concern is that the Chaver is going to borrow the Kalim of the Amaris. So why do we care about that? Oh, remember we were talking about Kleba Dokli? Yeah, so we were talking about Kleba Dokli. So within that conversation, they're saying, what? Okay, so Amaris is going to do the Kleba Dokli, but we're worried about that. Don't do it for true. We're saying, if you allow it for true, the concern is that the Amaretz might also do it and then when he lends you the Kalim he wasn't so careful about the Shavarit no thing or whatever it is right and therefore you're going to have a problem when you borrow the Kalim from the Am Haaretz so are we worried about the borrowing that's the question are we bar- worried about the borrowing so Gemara says as follows uh, again Amma so again Amma Shalinan Minayu so uh, we can infer from it. We can infer from it that the chaverim do, in fact, borrow from the ameha aretz. So we're going to have this problem. Okay, the gemara says like this: Kishailina minahu matvalina lehu. Says no. When we, when the, when we, the chaverim, borrow from the ameha aretz, we always dip it in the mikvah. We always dip the Caleb in the mikvah first. And therefore, there's not going to be a problem. Again, if the issue is we're worried that uh, why should we allow Cleveland to for Truma, because maybe we're going to the Amaris to do the same thing, but Tuma, and we're going to have a problem. When we borrow them, no, we're not going to have a problem because we're going to separately, anyways, put in the mikvah. Kamar says, if that's the case, but if that's the case, if it's so simple that when. Uh, that uh, whenever we borrow Kalim from uh, from Ami Aris, we put in the mikvah. The one in Behil just said, Beit Shammai, when we borrow from you, we put we uh, put in the mikvah. Meaning that was sort of the issue that Beit Shammai was presenting to Beit Hill. Now Machloket there. So Beit could just said, what do you mean? We put in the mikvah. So there's no issue. So Gemara says, no. Tame mate by Hazag Gimel 
just wait a second. In that example, we're talking the brightest we just talked about the machloke b'shamim ben Hillel about the klisheres, etc. I was talking about tmei mate. In tmei mate, you can't just put something in the mikvah and be done with it. You also need to sprinkle the the, the water for the, for the ashes of paraduma on the person or on the kli the third day and the seventh day of the process. Okay. And people don't borrow kalim for seven days. So meaning, even if an Am HaAretz borrows a kli from the Am HaAretz, it's not going to be a sufficient amount of time that he's going to be able to solve the problem of the Tuma. And that's why Ben Hill didn't respond when it comes to that particular situation. But generally speaking, it should, uh, it should work out. Hold on a second. Our Am HaAretz not believe for Tevila? Meaning, meaning, again, if we're assuming, we're saying the whole reason, the whole reason it works is because we're assuming that the Chaverim will be tovel the Kalim again. But wait a minute, we don't trust Ami Ha'aris to tovel the their Kalim properly? V'yatanya, but we learn in the Brayta, Ne'emanin Ami Ha'aris al-Taharat filat to Mimet. The Ami Ha'aris are believed when it comes to the Tahara of dipping in a mikvah for its Mimet. So I understand. So what are we worried about? Amar Abayi lo kasha. Abayi says there's no difficulty. Habigufo habikelav. It's a big difference. One's talking about his body that he himself went to mikvah. We believe with the kelim, not necessarily. So that's a biased response. Rava Amar. Rava says no. Idi idi bikelav. No, we're talking about what has to do with kelim. Okay. The lo kasha. There's no difficulty. Why? Had Amar meolam lohit balti kli betoch kli. One is a situation where he says, I never put a kli inside another kli in the mikvah. I never did it. I never was told with a claim that way. That way, that, in that case, we believe him. And the other case, where we don't believe him, the our case, basically, what we're worried about is we said, I never put, I said, I, I put it, uh, that I did do, but when I did, I always made sure that the opening of the, uh, of the, of the, uh, the larger vessel was as larger than the Shvavar and Hanod, and therefore the water would flow in. And that we don't believe. Meaning, the, if, if the, if the Amaharit wants to say a general statement, you know, that we'll believe the general statement. I never did cleave a Now we can understand what we can believe. Because the issue with the Amaharit is not the general rules generally. It's the issue of like, the nitty gritty details of the halacha. That's where we sort of lose, lose uh, our, uh, our trust in the Amaharit. So if he's saying, I never did cleave a we're like, oh yeah, okay, I guess we believe you. I did cleave a but not, it was never clear. I know it. We're like, ah, do you really know the difference? Do you really care about that difference? Is there, are you just saying something? That we don't really believe. Okay, and we'll show you that we make this distinction with Amei Aretz with the following Baita. Vehatanya. This is not a question, this is a Nichuta. And then we learned the Baita like this. Ne'eman am ha'aretz lomar perot lo hukshiru. That Amaretz is believed to say that certain fruits never became uh, susceptible, hukshar, it's susceptible to Tumah. Ava imon ne'eman lomar perot hukshiru, ava nitma'u, ava lo nitma'u. But we don't believe it to say, yeah, the perot were hukshar. They came into contact with one of the seven liquids. But nothing ever ha- nothing happened. Like it's all good. Uh, now we're like, I'm not so sure. You, uh, I'm not so sure you're that you're that careful. Okay, so in the details we get we get stuff. Okay, so that's the uh, that's the, the response there. Now the Gemara goes back and says, hold on, Akufo Do we really believe him about himself? I guess that was a bias answer, right? Akufo versus Caleb. Do we really believe that Amar is about his own dipping in the mikvah? But we learned in the Brayta, Chavir Shabbat Lahazot. If a Chavir comes, I guess to the Beit Hamikdash to get the sprinkling from the Paraduma, Mazinal Abiyat, we sprinkle him immediately. Now, what do you mean immediately? What we mean is that you only do the sprinkling on the third day and the seventh day. So if he comes and says, "Yeah, it's been it's been three days since I was Tamei Mate, Now it's time for me. This is my third day. Do this Hazah. 
So we say, sure, no problem. So we do it. But Am Ha'aretz Shabbat Lahazob, if Am Ha'aretz comes along to get sprinkling, we say, no, no, no. We don't really trust that you've done the three days properly, and we, we sort of have to supervise them for the first three days, um, and then the seven days. Maybe you have to like watch them the whole process. So that sounds like we, uh, we don't really trust them when it comes to uh, Tvila. So Ella Amar Abaye, rather Abaye says no. Says, no. The whole point is exactly that. That you see, if you don't, again, the, the question was, how, do you, how does it seem that we trust him for the tefillah when when he shows up for the proper sprinklings, we're like, oh, we don't trust you. Like, we don't think you've been you know, maintaining tahara. So Abai says, no. Because they're so machmir when the third day and the seventh day, they're like, they have to supervise him for the whole seven day process. Finally, at the end, when it comes to going to the mikvah, like, he's realized this is very serious. So then we can trust him that he actually went to the mikvah because like, we've shown him how serious. The situation is so we believe, and that's how bias perspective is on that. Okay, and that takes us to the end of that point, and that was uh, again that was the uh, what was that the second uh, ma'ala when it comes to truma and kachim that we do kli b'dochli. Is the second or the first? Is that the first one still? Oh man. Okay, that was the first one. Okay, second one. Achorim b'toch. Remember, achorim b'toch is the back and the uh, the inside. Uh, okay, of the uh, the kli that we're going to be uh, when it comes to truma, we're going to allow. Uh, what we say, right? We allow it for truma, but not for uh, for kachim. What we mean by that is that we'll make a distinction. Yeah, it's like if the, out, if the outside for the, for the truma, if the outside becomes tamei or the handles become tamei, we said only those things are tamei, but not the whole cleat, right? Whereas for kachim, once the outside becomes tamei, the whole thing is tamei, which you said is more in line with the tum, a truma a tuma doraita. Tuma doraita is like that, right? If any part becomes tamei, the whole thing is tamei. Okay, so we say that. Achor mitoch. My achor mitoch. What is achor mitoch? Kidadam, as the Brighton teaches us, uh, or the Mishnah. Klish nitma achorav bimashkin. Any kli that becomes, that its back became tamay with uh, liquids. Achorav tmeim. The outside is tamayim. Tocho ogno osno viadav tohorin. But the inside, the ogen are like, uh, um, what's ogen? The rim, the lip, the lip of the kli. The osno, the ears is like, um, yeah, like the big handles, like big, like, like big handles like that, like elephant ear handles. Uh, the adav is also like smaller handles. Those are tamei. And but nitma tochov, if the inside became tamei, then kulo tamei, then the whole thing is in fact tamei. Okay, so you see there, that's the distinction between the Okay, now we say obeit hatsvita the handles. That's part of the same thing, right? The, the handles that we said. So Gemara says my beit hatsvita. What is this beit hatsvita? So I'm Rabbi I'm Rashmo, I'm Makom Tzofto. It's a place where you pass it, like the little handles that you pass it. Shachin hu amir. This is also what the pasuk says. Vayitzbat la kalid. Says that Boaz passed root kalid, like parched grain, parched grain. So vayitzbat means he passed it to her. So it's a thing they used to pass things. Rabbi Yosi, I'm Rabbi Yochanan. Makom shenikiye hadad sof in. So Rabbi Yosi quotes Rabbi Yochanan saying it's a place on the kli with the nikiye hadad. Nikiye hadad are people who are like very particular. So they want to dip. They want to dip on the on the kli. I guess they just like this. They have on the kli. Uh, let's say they put a, like a, a dip in the kli. It's like hummus or something in the dip. Okay, so everyone's gonna dip. Everyone's like sharing the the the, the hummus. So the guys who are like germ like germaphobes will be like, this is disgusting. Everyone's dipping from the same kli. It's so gross, you know. So what they had in some of the kli, they had like another side thing that like kind of another little area where they could like put a little hummus on the side, and that'd be like for like the real particular people. Okay, so that's that's that place. That's the beit hatsvita. It's like oh, that little extra like jutting out thing. So that would be uh, a separate thing. So if that thing became Tamei, it wouldn't make the whole Kli Tamei when it comes to Trum. Okay. Tani Rabibi Kamei Rab Nachman. So Rabibi taught before Rab Nachman, Kol HaKelim Ein Lahem Acharoim V'toch Echa Chot Kochei HaMikdash V'Echa Kochei HaGvul. So he comes in and says uh, that 
all kevim do not have an achor mitoch. They don't have meaning a distinction between the back and the inside. Both when it comes, we're talking about kodesh here. Both kodesh ha mikdash and also kodesh ha gvul. Kodesh ha gvul means the kodesh of the of the boundaries. What does that mean? So I'm like kodesh ha gvul What is kodesh ha gvul? Truma? Isn't it truma? Like what? What is the what is the thing that's kodesh that is like uh, outside the Beit Hamikdash area? So it must be the truma. But we but we just learned in the Mishnah truma. When it comes to the truma, the the back and the and the inside and the handles, they're all separate things with the truma. So don't tell me that one thing, there's no distinction between the two. So that can't, so that can't be what what uh, what uh, kochik bull means. Maybe what you meant to say is it's chulin uh, that's been beaded uh, with tarat kodesh, which we talked about before. So he says, Ah, yeah, he says, yeah. yeah, you just reminded me of something. Remember this had this idea? There are eleven ma'alot here. There are eleven uh, uh, like um, what do we say? Like. Um, Higher levels of uh, of stringency here. Sheish rishonot, the first six. Bein lekodesh, bein lechulon shenasu atarat hakodesh. Acharnot lekodesh, avalol lechulon shenasu atarat hakodesh. So exactly what we said, right? That the first six, right, were apply both to kodesh itself and also chulon shenasu atarat hakodesh. Only the last five only applies to kodesh itself and not chulon hakodesh. And therefore, that would explain. That's exactly what kodesh yigvul would be. That when it comes to kodesh yigvul, meaning things are kodesh even though they're not actually in the Beit Hamikdash. It means things that in the in the society at large in the country. At large that we treat as though it has uh, that level of uh, of tahara, and that then in that situation we would have no distinction between the different parts of the clay.